Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. We have a jam-packed show for you again tonight. That's right, it might be mid-August, but BSH Radio just keeps coming up with ideas. I don't know how they do it. So let me just get right into it and introduce you to the panel for the evening. Uh, let's lead it off with the bespectacled spectacular, Kelly Hinkle. Since Charlie isn't here for me to steal ideas from, I'm stealing my ideas from Steph Driver tonight. So I'd like to point out that <clears throat> the NHL Network confirmed for us today that Jake Voracek is, in fact, disrespected by this fan base. He is a top 20 winger in this league, and you people should respect him as such. <laughs> well, and we'll get into that list. The list was the top 20 wingers in the league. Of course, of course, uh, Captain Claude was also on it, uh, having moved his position just last season. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that list after we tackle some other stuff. We have the top 25, under 25, uh, Mount Puckmore, and some other things. But first, let me introduce you to, well, he's sitting in the Voice of Reason seat tonight, filling in for Charlie O'Connor, Dr. Jake Farringer. Dr. Okay. It's true. <laughs> We're doing it. It is true. Um, so, yeah, my hot take today is just to fire the month of August into the sun. Oh, God, it's mm. terrible, isn't Nothing it? freaking happens in this month. It really, it really doesn't. SummerSlam was great last night, though, fam, for anyone oh, interested. why? You're just Twitter starting off really with wrestling. Like, immediately starting off with wrestling. I was aggressively tweeting about... Uh, just to see if I would lose any followers. Did I was you? tweeting about a couple. Ah, fuck them. But I lose them like every day. They come back. I don't even pay attention. Last, but certainly not least, <laughs> Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. How are you tonight, Steph? I'm lovely. How are you? Quite well. Um, so what happened for us this week was our, our big, last week, I guess, our big announcement that we are now part of the SP Nation podcast family, um, along with the other philly blog podcast so along with bleeding green nation radio bgn radio the good fight they have they have like uh, four they they do they've got a lot of shows um and liberty ballers has the step over pod with um balling god jim adair and and max max i know your last Domi. name no um I just don't know it off the top of my head right now. <laughs> Max Weinberg. Um, so th this is super, super exciting. It's something we've been working towards for years. So what that means for you, our listeners, is you're going to start hearing some ads. And while I understand that you haven't for years, I don't 
think that it's going to really impact your listening experience. Um, what this means for our patrons, our Patreon subscribers is a little bit more complicated and you'll get another explanation before our ice sport radio show, um, this This week, week. but our, our Patreon will be disappearing, but not right away. We've got about another month. Don't tell people that. Well, we've got another four to six weeks. So pretty much the rest of the off season will continue as normal. Um, when the season starts, it'll be a little bit different. Um, so if you're not a Patreon subscriber, what you're going to be seeing is some ads, but then also some more content, new content from us. You'll be getting Broad Street Hockey Radio as you always have. You'll be getting Fly Purbly as you always have. Um, and then we have, you know, our, our in-season stuff. We'll be getting checking out the competition. You'll be getting post-game reactions and the all-new Ice Sport Radio Show, which will not be new for our Patreon subscribers, but it will be if you are not. Excellent. As someone who, uh, well, honestly, as someone who signed his contract without reading it, Same. I'm really happy to get that explanation <laughs> both to our listeners and to me. So I really <laughs> didn't know what I was signing, but someone said, here, sign this. And, you know, I, it's not like I have anything to lose. So, sure, why not? Yeah. And, like, like, oh, it's wait, kinda, money? The, okay. the, the Adobe sign thing is fun. Yeah, Like, you fun. just bring it up on your phone. You just get to draw. Yeah. Your stuff. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, absolutely. Send me some more shit. That's how I bought my house. <laughs> with, 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 like, really? all, all of that electron. Well, when I went... And, and actually oh. closed. It was all uh, something that I found out this week that I didn't know is we're on Spotify now. Yeah, that's so that's, that's fucking awesome. So that's the other thing with this announcement. So you you should be able to get us through all of your traditional channels that you've always listened to our show: iTunes, Google Podcasts. Um, but what's super cool is we're now on Spotify. We're now on Stitcher Radio. If you have been listening to us through the SoundCloud app, you won't be hearing the show. So that's that's the only complication. SoundCloud will no longer be active. So sign up through one of the other podcast services. And, of course, you can always hear us at BroadStreetHockey.com. Always hear us at BroadStreetHockey.com. If you have any questions, if you have any questions, any concerns at all, Email me directly, and I'm doing this. This is – I don't like giving out my contact information because just do the people are crazy. Just Street Hockey Radio. Well, you could just G- email me directly. It's stephaliciousd right. at gmail.com. If you have any questions, anything about this that's concerning to you, or if you can't hear the show through your regular podcast app, let me know, and we'll talk it through. And because I haven't hit you people over the head with this in a while, I'm going to do it now. Subscribe on, through whatever you're doing. Subscribe to the podcast and throw us them stars, my my man. Pretend our show takes place in the Tokyo Dome. Give us five stars. It's a wrestling reference. I know. Uh, and that's that. I only want five stars. Yes. Yeah, or I'm seven. not interested in if what you, you have to say yeah. if it's not a five star. Want- <laughs> yeah, trash us in the comments if you want, but give us the five stars. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a question on Facebook. Will Facebook still be here? Yes, we'll still be Unfortunately, doing it. Unfortunately, Facebook. Nothing can kill Facebook. Nothing, nothing, whether it be election tampering or <laughs> privacy and whatever, identity theft, nothing can fill, kill Facebook. We have so to stay on Facebook because we, we're Russian bots. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we have a deal so with Alex Ovechkin. We're definitely still be doing our our live streams on Facebook. I forgot my camera tonight. We've got a very weird setup happening. It doesn't look that bad from here. It's it's just very. We've got a, a a stool on top of a chair and a laptop sitting on top of it. It is it's it's very um 
like we're not in a professional recording studio, which I love. Uh, we're essentially yeah. Wayne's World before yeah. they sign the contract, so it's fine. We're That's doing whenever, our best. Whenever we go live on Facebook, I do the countdown. Like, <laughs> I throw it to myself when I'm doing Facebook in my room. It's fun. That was, I knew you were that doing was just that, a moment of not. silence for people who are not watching on Facebook. And they get the exclusive <laughs> of me counting down and then throwing it to Kelly. Uh, I don't really have a hot take tonight. I'm just out of hockey thoughts. I, I We'll talk about this list and shit, and it's fine. We'll talk about the top 25, under 25. However, I am going to Toronto for hey. a bachelor party Thursday to Sunday. Throw me all of your uh, Toronto recommendations. I know we have some Canadian listeners. I know we have some people who, who, frequent the, uh, who frequent the Great White North. So hit me up with your... <laughs> Kelly's dancing. Hit me up with your ideas on what I should be doing in Toronto. Just you know, throw them to me on, on Twitter. Make it look like I'm popular on Twitter. Let's get into it tonight, gang. We've successfully killed the amount of time I wanted to kill with the intro. <laughs> Uh, let's just get right into the top 25 under 25, of course. Oh, um, crap. I don't have my list up. Oh, oh you're the one. Boy. You're the one oh, this week. Someone... I, usually, I usually, like, rip Typical everyone a Steph. new one before the show. I'm like, make sure you have your lists up. And, I wrote, and I wrote all mine down in oh, the, God. on the thing so I wouldn't be fumbling for my list. I want to let Sorry. you know, I actually I have it up she from last up. week. So, oh, false alarm. False alarm, folks. Right, so, if you haven't been following along on broadstreethockey.com every day we've been publishing our top 25 under 25 quick rundown so far from 25 to wherever we are now uh, <laughs> sorry top we're at 25 to 16 was noah cates mark friedman donique martell matthew strom taylor lear uh nak felix sandstrom tanner lazinski jay o'brien and samuel moran we are now at number 15 Isaac Ratcliffe, one of my top guys. Uh, I had him at 12. I'm very much a believer in Isaac Ratcliffe. Uh, before the Flyers went all the, went all crazy at, at the draft lottery and moved from 13 to 2, I believe it was. Hmm. Uh, when Is I was, this true? Yeah, I think that happened. And they got Nolan Patrick and all that happened. That um, was a thing. Our baby boy. There was a guy, when I thought the Flyers would be drafting at 13 because it was the most likely outcome, Isaac Ratcliffe was a guy I was looking at there. It was uh, The draft rankings were crazy. It was basically from like 11 to 40. All the lists were different. Like, and there wasn't a consensus like, oh, yeah, after the top 10, it's who the hell knows. And this is a guy with some skill and he's super big, so we can go anywhere. Flyers end up getting him in the second round. Steph loves, I said, he's super big. I think, <laughs> I'm think trying not to giggle at. out loud. Ton of stick skill, am. really uh, big. Uh, just a great. big boy with stick yeah, skill. Big old stick. Um, <laughs> Are we doing dicks again? We're we doing go. dicks. Uh, so what do you guys, uh, we have Isaac Ratcliffe. He finishes at 15 in our top 25 under 25. 41 goals, 68 points in 67 games last year. Added another nine points in six OHL playoff games. Plus one goal in his brief two-game stint with the Phantoms at the end of the year. Uh, round two, number 35 overall in 2017. It was announced in June that Ratcliffe was named the captain. Of the Guelph store, Guelph. Yeah, Guelph. Is that what it is? I'm I just, think so. I just always say golf. I always say golf too. Yeah, it looks like I don't know, I have but no idea. yeah. <laughs> he turns 20 in the second month of next year. Uh, in Kyle Fry's, I can't Frey. say. Uh, he's, Kyle no, Frey? he's Fry. He's Fry. He's he's Futurama, not Game of Thrones. Okay, so in Kyle Fry's write up, he wrote Ratcliffe was outstanding for that G word team uh, <laughs> that only went uh, 30, 29, and nine. The year before uh 24 uh, 
or that only went 30, 29, and 9. Uh, 24 of his 41 goals were at 5 on 5, which was top 20 in the OHL. Uh, his 27 assists are somewhat concerning from a creativity level, but considering the goal scoring capabilities, the lack of assists are not all that worrying. He also played in 67 games for the second straight season, maintaining a strong bill of health. health for the uh, for the kind of player he is, of course, he's a big guy, a little bit of power forward tendencies. Yeah, but he just seems to, from everything I've heard about him, he just seems to be kind of harnessing his. Oh, I'm way bigger than everybody because I know in the year they drafted him, I went to development camp and was watching him. I was like, oh my god, this dude has a ton of skill. And then I'm seeing guys get leverage off him and move him off the puck. I was like, this he's this is not what I was expecting at all. Of course, this year I heard reports that. Uh, it was the opposite. He's finally starting to harness it, develop a little bit of a mean streak. So, can, well, somebody else can yeah, talk now. now? I'm throwing okay, it good. to you guys. You. Isaac Ratcliffe, <laughs> thoughts? Um, I really like Isaac Ratcliffe. I had him ranked at 13, um, and that's a big jump from last year where he was at 21. Um, he was looked at as kind of a project when he mm-hmm. was drafted. So he was this big guy. wasn't super skilled, but. You know, you can't teach size. So I was excited about him when he was drafted, but not as excited as I am right now. When I saw him just in that one day that I went to dev camp this year, I I could see that he had made big strides in his, in his skill. So not only has he improved his offense, which you can see from the season that he had last year, but also getting named captain. That's no, that's no small feat. And I'm not one who puts a lot of weight into letters on the Jersey, but I think that that's a cool thing. Um, and his skating, I think, has gotten better as well. I don't think that he's anywhere near the project that we all thought it's, he I was. I think in terms of captaincy and leadership, it's a bigger deal at lower levels. Yeah. Like, I think coaches... I think it's cool to have. Uh, yeah, I think coaches... and Yeah, if, if he wasn't named captain, I wouldn't give a shit. But, like, the fact that his coaches and teammates or whoever votes on it for that team, you know, have that, they see that leadership quality in him, that's good. It's better than not having it. I yeah. think it's a bigger deal at lower levels than it is in the NHL where it's just marketing. Yeah, I think only really good leaders like Michael Richards get to be captains and hey, the junior. Hey, they leagues. lined up. They all hated him and played for him. So just something saying. about it. <laughs> yeah, I had him at eighteen. Um, really? Yeah, which was uh, up from last time that we ranked. Um, and I think it's because I still had it in my mind that, like you said, he used to be not as strong on the puck as you wanted him to be for a guy his size, which made me think of JVR, who was, I hate. It, 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 um, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of JVR. Watch, because he's like putting the He's just yeah. screwing around like outside of drills, just like doing stuff with the puck that I'm like, oh my God, look at this giant who's putting the puck through his legs. Yeah, and like shit. you're large. Yeah. So don't let people body and you. And then all of a the sudden puck. he's going in, like it's a puck battle drill and he's going into corners. And I'm like, yo, just cross-check this guy. What are you doing? And it's like a guy just stiff-armed. I was like, he's half your size. But it didn't seem to be that was the case this year. Yeah, yeah. So um, I probably should have had him higher. I'm going to say this again. I don't know what I was doing when I ranked all of these players. (laughs) But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like Isaac Ratcliffe, and I'm excited to see what he could become. I'm not sure... I'm not sure that I'm convinced about what he could be at the NHL level yet, but I think that we're definitely going to see some stuff at the AHL level. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I think he, it, it's it's one of those things that you 
he's I, for me he's kind of a bonus whatever he turns into is kind of a bonus i have like a lot of confidence that he'll be an nhl player but it'll i'm looking at like second or third line right now and that's, i mean second line would be amazing yeah that for is, a yeah. second round pick and think about what this draft could have could end up being this 2017 draft Incredible. It some good Nolan stuff. Patrick, like Morgan, Morgan Frost, Frost, Isaac, like these. Yeah. This could end up being one of Hextall's best draft classes, and that's saying quite a bit considering he's had, you know, just a couple of years ago he did Provorov and Konechny, right. who are both right now first line players. Jake, thoughts? Isaac uh, Ratcliffe? Yeah, I mean, he pleasantly surprised me this year. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely thought he was more of a project. Um, just seeing him in dev camp last year compared to this year it's it's night and day really um his skating is so much better his stick handling so much tighter um last year he kind of looked like a deer on skates yes I mean, it yeah was not like matt strome deer on skates but it was rough very lanky and like and you, didn't know where his body parts were going and you just see that with big guys it, like they've got to they've got to learn how to play for their size they yeah do. they get big so fast when they're so young that's they a, just don't know what to do with that's their a limbs. thing is yeah. like yeah. these guys often like you hear so many stories like oh yeah he was just six foot when he was a freshman and then when he finished high school he was six seven i'm like how does that happen <laughs> <laughs> and like a lot of guys have to grow into it and it seems like that was that was him as well Oh yeah, and uh, to I don't have the numbers in front of me, but his five on five numbers were very good this year, production wise, for a team that just was not very good. He has no teammates, so hmm. you know. Kyle oh, is he really? About, is he the only one? Oh God, I mean, it was Ryan Merkley was like the only other guy, oh. and we all know about Ryan Merkley. Yeah, um, the, the team is terrible. So, oh, I you know, didn't know okay, that. No assists. Well, who's yeah. he passing? <laughs> so I'm not really all that concerned with his assist rate. Yeah, 24 um, of his 41 goals at five on five. That's a that's a pretty good number. Awesome. And for yeah. a six six guy, I mean, you, would you rather him be passing the puck or just yeah, no. being in front of the net? And scoring that's goals? I want yeah. him getting to the net. I don't care how he's doing it. I want him to put goals in. That's what he's there to do. Seems like he's doing that. So, pretty good pick so far, I think. Moving on to number 14. I just have like something oh. real quick to okay, add. It's not even about Isaac Ratcliffe. All it's right. about uh, John St. Ivany, who was drafted this year. Um, I had him ranked at 25. And I don't really think because he's one of those guys that was like five foot six last year and is all of a sudden six, three, six, four. I think that there's a lot of room here for him to get really good, really quick as soon as he can figure out how to figure out how to skate with his new size that's it it was just something that came up as we were talking about how quickly these guys get tall number 14 the germ the germ german rubstuff i'm walking the fuck out of this room (laughs) you can't i absolutely not allowed i absolutely can i hate this nickname more than anything else i've ever hated in the world like the closest that kelly and i have ever come to actually (laughs) having a fight was in the bar when she just kept saying the germ the germ the germ it's true i almost punched her in the face i thought she was fucking with me but i'm pretty sure she wanted me to die like I can't. I cannot <laughs> explain how how much I hate this nickname. And I love it. So it all much. it does so is good. remind me of like Amazing. when you go to the dentist as a kid and they have their a cartoon own, germ. Yeah, they have their own like really shitty comic book. I'm black, <laughs> right, like that. And it's like I'm the germ. Like, are you kidding me? It's just so. Yes. I hope shitty. the NHL starts doing like what baseball does with the nicknames on the back of the jersey for a weekend. No. Just so he can have the germ. I, I don't care about anyone else's. I will. <laughs> quit my job 
I will uh, leave. This nickname is tearing apart Broad Street Hockey. If anything could do it, it would be the first round pick that none of us like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I have him at 22, and I gotta say, I feel like so many uh, German Rubstov takes are based on just having never liked the pick to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Like, whether you sure. wanted Kiefer Bellows, which was me, and I'm pretty sure that was Charlie's guy that year, too, or Jacob Chickren, which was Steph's guy. Oh, my boy. Or Dante Fabro, or Riley Tufty, or Tufty, Tufty, Tufty is his name, yeah. Or Tage Thompson. You just didn't like the germ from the beginning, and that's what is, like, shading everyone. I'm surprised he was at 14, honestly. I had him at 14, so I fucking I had him at 22, one. and, like, I'm accusing people of bias, and I'm one of the people <laughs> who are biased against him. It I, just seems like, I don't know, I expected more offense from him. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's that's what a lot of people are saying, um, in, in that his draft plus two, two three, two. Two? Two. two. Um, yeah. he should have, he should have been producing some more. I had him ranked at 17. Um, I, I am still optimistic. You know, I, I make a lot of excuses for Ruby, um, where oh, I like that. I could call no, him Ruby. Soho. No, you absolutely Thank you. Ruby, 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 Ruby. So, all right, well, good. Perfect. Ruby. That. Now we're good. God damn. We're good. Okay, nope. Good. No, that's the wrong answer. All right. So <laughs> Ruby, um, uh, I make a lot of excuses for him about how many teams he's been on in the past three years. And it's like, he's been on six teams in the past three years. He needs some consistency. I really, really need to see what he's going to do in the AHL this year. I, I liked him when I watched him at the three on three tournament. I, I think that there is talent there. I just don't, I don't know what to make of him right now. And I, I'm still hopeful that he can turn into you know, right now we're looking at the 3C of the future, but a good one. I, I just, I, I need to see what he does in the AHL. I'm, with so many, especially him. Like, I, And I didn't, like, I agree, I didn't like the pick. If he makes it to like, the NHL and is a contributor, and, like, at this point, to me, he is Scott Lawton. Like, whatever we get out of him is fine. Like, I don't even, I don't care how little it is. To, if, if he's our first-round miss... And missing is still he's an NHL player. Oh, good job, Ron. Like, uh, that's that's kind of my take on the germ at this point. I wanted to see more from him at uh, the last World Juniors just because he was one of the older kids there. Um, and he was a kind of a, a massive disappointment. But I kind of, like Steph, I, for some reason I feel like the talent is there. Um, I'm not sure what it is with this kid that kind of keeps it muted um video games <laughs> um, i don't know I like that we have just like it's, it's him we've decided it's, it's him. him it's it fits. i really don't think it is it it certainly could be i just don't think he was a high enough like a high profile enough pick for anyone to care maybe but yeah, yeah i i'm interested to see what happens with him on a consistent team with talented teammates to see what he can do. That's I want to see fans. now because, like Steph said, he's been on what six teams in the last three years. It's or whatever been the something hell. like some that, crazy yeah. number. At least four teams in the last two years, something like, like yeah. that. Five, actually, yeah, five. Yeah. Like I want to all of them with fun names. Yeah, none of them I can pronounce, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I just maybe if the organization can could just get their hands on him and say, okay, this is what you're doing for this. Stop th playing Fortnite. Like this. <laughs> No, just be like, this is who you are. This is what we expect to see from you. And you're on this team now. Like, go. 
Yeah. Go do what you do. Now you know what the expectations are. You know what your role is. And you know where you're going to be playing tomorrow. Like, okay, this is, like, that's what I think. That's that's the key to seeing what he's going to be now. Seeing, giving him some consistency so maybe he can show some consistency. Yeah, but if he's garbage for the Phantoms this season, I'm off. <laughs> I'm off the germ train. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm the leader of the German Rubsov bandwagon. You're he with was, me on the resistance, right? Yeah, absolutely. I thought so. I named my dog Ruby after him, actually. <laughs> Did you? Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I that love that. <laughs> I call Missy Ruby. Do yeah. you? Yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was huge on Rubsov in his draft year. I would started looking at that kid in January of his draft year. He just sounded like a prototypical high IQ two-way kind of player. The only problem is he hasn't really Done pushed stuff. that envelope yeah. yet. Um, he's very much what I think everybody thought Couturier was. And that's where... the difference is that while Couturier had the high expect, like Couturier had 96 points back to back seasons in the queue. Right. Like he still put out that kind of, uh, production. And now it's like, oh, well, if, if Rubstov is just Couturier level production at that level, what the hell is he going to be up here? Like that's fourth line production. Up yeah, here. exactly, and that's that's the concern. Obviously, he's just he's very defensive minded first, and it's mm-hmm. not. You know, we talk about it all the time on Twitter about how he's he's he plays way too high in the zone when he's in the offensive zone, and oh, he'll just, fit in well here. It's <laughs> <laughs> he will actually. He'll lead the team in shots if he plays too high in the zone. <laughs> um, but he's just he's got to do more than just flash he's got to show that offensive ability that we all see when he plays in three on three and he's kind of forced to be the offensive catalyst out there i think if they if he gets a coach that will put that on him put that that on him to do that (laughs) which i'm hoping i guess in a way it's similar to how they dealt with haig when he first got to the hl right where he was very conservative and the coach got hold of him and said look you basically you have to take over it's time to stop taking a back seat push the play a little bit he went the physical route rather than the offensive route but that's kind of the way i think they got to go with rubsov and, and hopefully he picks up the english a little bit more too which i guess they're worried about oh, oh god who who <laughs> is it that's mad about that is that carcitti it's one of those guys i think feels it right is. it's carcitti seems like a guy who would get pissy that someone i actually i don't English. No, I don't think it is. Actually, is it Boric? Imagine no, perfecting- it's not Boric. Usually, it is Boric. <laughs> I, I think it's 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 one of the beats that just like is pissed off like, that he doesn't speak English. It'll pro- it's probably a good idea for him to learn English. Like, I mean, he will. He'll sure, get there, and he will. Like, but I like imagine mastering something enough to the point where yeah, he's probably going to play in the NHL one day. That means you're a master yeah. of one thing in this world, hockey. Mm. You're going to play in the NHL. Now you got to master another language. Like these, I mean, a lot of them do. No, the bilingual, these bilingual, like high level athletes, blow me away because I can't do do either of those things. A lot no. of them I had speak twelve years of Spanish. I can't speak a lick of it. Yeah, a, a, like look at. Uh, I'm just gonna go with Michael Roffel. I'm sure that he speaks. I don't know for sure, but it's got to be like five languages. No, I think be. I think I read Nico. He sure knows like four languages. Like that, that shit's right. I mean, yeah, from Switzerland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking Austria. Like you've you've got to be able to speak multiple languages. And I mean, it's only the fucking Americans that yeah, don't the speak only ones. any other languages. I'm Even like, Canadians speak French too. I feel like I'd be dreaming, and all of a sudden I'd be dreaming in a language I didn't understand, and yeah. that would really freak me out. <laughs> I mean, in his defense, he's living in a bilingual province. He's been been living in a bilingual province for some time now, and if he's Living in in these little towns that primarily speak French, he's probably not had a lot of 
reason to work real hard on the English speaking, which is, you know. And plus, it's really hard. Yeah. To learn a language as Not an adult. only just learning a language, but it's a whole different alphabet. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's from Russian to English is yeah, these guys keep changing the way their names are spelled. Like the next guy on our list, all of a sudden his name's spelled a different way. He's got a totally different first name. It's not. <laughs> Wait, Jake, where did you have um, Ruby ranked? Um, so I had him at 13. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so not that far. I mean, uh, again, it's just the matter of the production not being there. Yeah. If I feel good about there, my I'd ranking. Top 10. I think I probably had and the it's top 10 last year. Because yeah. of the quality of draft picks they've had, yes, I want every single one of these first-round picks to be an all-star, but that's just not, like, that's just not feasible. And if he is a bottom-of-the-roster, bottom-of-the-lineup kind of guy, but he does even just flash a little, and he can kill penalties for you and win face-offs, like, that's cool. If that's all he is, it's not the worst thing in the world, considering... We have all these other guys, and oh, yeah, like Sean Couturier isn't going anywhere. Not only do we have Patrick oh, yeah. and Frost and everything, but Couturier isn't going anywhere either. So Never. Yeah. I mean, you need four lines. There's nothing yeah. wrong with having a very good third liner. That's not a or bad. a very good fourth yeah, line. Yeah, that's also good to that's have. That's okay, yeah, too, but- which is the argument that I make about defensemen all the time. It's okay if you're a third-pairing defenseman. You still need them. Continue, yeah, I mean, please. I just would prefer they be good third. What are you mumbling? <laughs> not when you get drafted at 11. Sorry. Yeah. I, it's fine. I agree. It's just that not every <laughs> single one is going to be a hit. No, and I if know. your misses are still NHL players, that's good. Yeah. Go yell at Paul Holmgren about it. I him. will. So I, I just alluded to number 13, uh, Mikhail, also known as Misha Vorobiev. Vorobiev? Vorobiev? I, I think, think it's Vorobiev, but there's still, there's just no like. There's no O. o. So it, 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 used, it used to be an O. I think it's but, like Sergeyev, oh, right? His yeah. name used to be Av, I think, too. Yeah. They all right. I can't with oh, these wait. Russians. They actually did change the spelling of his name? Yeah, it was or Ovi, was it and sc- now it's Evie. Did they screw it up before? Yeah, and he was like, hey, that's not how you spell my name, actually. Anything's, I think it was just it's closer to what the Russian alphabet is. But it oh. doesn't matter. We have him at number 13 on our T25U25 list. Uh, I had him at 14. Uh, first, fourth round pick in 2015. Was playing in the KA. AHL is a teenager, and his first year in the AHL, pretty decent. Nine goals, 20 assists, and 58 games. Uh, from Maddie's write-up, uh, per Brad's track data, uh, Vorobiev put up a 55.65 Corsi 4 percentage at 5-on-5, leading not just all forwards, but all Phantoms not named Travis Sanheim, who only played 18 games with the team. So he looks like, at the very least, a good play-driving two-way center. I really like him. So I actually had Rubsov and Vorobiev ranked back-to-back um, at 17 and 16. So Vorobiev, I had at 16. Um, I I like him a lot, and I kind of am pushing for him to be the, the black horse, dark horse candidate to be the 3C this Same. coming season. Um, or 4C and make Lawton the 3C. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's ready for that yet is, is my concern. Um, but I, I think that there's a chance. I think that there's a chance for him and there's a chance for, you know, not Yuri Laterra. <laughs> that is the dream. Vorobiev seems to me, just of the little I've seen him, I don't watch every Phantoms game, but of the games I have seen him play, um, 
he looks like a guy who right now could step into a 4C role yep. and be fine. But we know that Ron likes to go, well, let's give him one more year to develop and yeah. see if he can be more than that. And if he isn't, if that's just what he is, cool. He was a, again, fourth round pick in 2015. No, if your fourth round picks are NHL players, doesn't matter where, it's a hell of a pick. Yeah, and I think that he is a sure thing NHL player, which, God, I'm saying that out loud and it gives me anxiety because that's a lot to predict but yeah i think i think that he is I whether he is I, but i think it's bottom six yeah, I, I mean think... if yori latera oh, yeah. is the bar right now like if eight, <laughs> like i bet you he has more than two goals if we play him the whole year yeah like, yeah i mean i had him at at 12 because i i am actually fairly confident that you could put him into the 3c role to start the season and he would perform very well there and i think that if we had an organization that was a bit more mm, shall we say progressive with with how it views aggressive yeah the way that it it constructs a lineup I think that we would have seen him at some point last season and I think that it wouldn't be such a question like is he an NHL or is he not an NHL or I think it would be yes he is but because the team has decided that instead of talent we have roles and we have to have players that fill roles and if the role is 4C, you know, is a certain type of guy. It doesn't matter that Vorobiev is better than that guy. He's just not that guy, so he can't be in that role, which is annoying. But, yeah, I'm I'm super high on him. I think that he he ought to be strongly considered for that 3C role, and I hope that he gets a real look in camp. That's The bottom six seems a little – just because there's so many guys on the roster – like, Dale Weiss and Yuri Laterra are here. Taylor Lear is here. And it's hard for, it seems tough for, you know, guys who only have especially one-year experience in North yeah. America to make that, like, to jump over somebody on, in this organization. Like, when those guys' contracts expire, say yeah, and then Vorobiev will be here. But it just seems like it's a high bar to clear, even though, hey, he's, he's better. I'm just watching him, and he's better. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. That doesn't I- seem to... Which is I just I just want them to pick the best players. Yeah, yeah and it's it's just put the best players on the team. Yeah, it's just like yeah, but we gave Dale nah. Weiss four year deal. Oh God, Yorold is here. We're gonna use him because we're paying but him four point seven. But does he block shots? <laughs> yeah. Yorold is making four point seven, so uh, he's here. Like that just seems to be what's up with him. What do you think about Vorobiev, Jake? I, I mean, I like him. I think the organization seems to like him, which is the most important part. They've been talking about him since he got drafted. So, I mean, I think maybe it was prior, I think, that started talking about him. Probably the moment he got drafted. Um, so, that gives him a leg up, I think, over guys like Dale Weiss and Yuri Letera when you're looking mm-hmm. at trying to make the team. Um, so, hopefully, I mean, I, I agree with Kelly. I think he should get a good, legitimate look at that. 3c role if, if it's not their form 4c should be easy for him to get it's the thing that i like most about him is he brings something to the team that they don't have right now which is playing behind the net they oh. don't do that nearly yeah. enough and he's very good at that it's his primary focus when he's out there in the offensive zone oh my god bill loves lo- it there's so. just it's the simplest fucking thing in the world to me all right wayne gretzky the guy with more goals and more assists than anyone who ever tied up their skates if he never scored a goal he would still lead all of the nhl in career points his office gretzky's office is behind the net i don't know maybe it's just me but 
if you are going to emulate anybody, it should be the best player ever. And what did he do? Create an offense from behind the net. Maybe do what the guy with the most goals and assists ever did. It just seems like the simplest freaking thing in the world. Do you want to score? Do you want to get points? Go back there. Danny Briere is no taller in this table and had a... (laughs) And it's like one of the best playoff performers ever because he knew to just go behind the net. It's a natural pick. You can get freaking defenders off of you because they can't go through the net. I, I, it just drives me nuts that they don't do it more. It's the simplest goddamn thing in the world. The goalie has to look over his shoulder. You know what he's not doing when he's looking over his shoulder? Looking at what's in front of him. Ah, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. If you're, I, 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 I know it's one of your favorite plays to it's watch. It's just so I know. simple. I know. I know. I know. As soon as he was, ta- I was looking over at you while he was talking. I oh, know. Now I love him. Now I hope he's here immediately. If that's his thing, like, it's the simplest freaking thing in the world. That is his thing. He spent the entire, I think he spent the entire World Juniors behind the net. I don't think he even skated the rest of the ice. He just <laughs> stayed behind the net. Just the hung time, out. Had like 10 assists and just dished it out left and right. How'd he do, how, I was going to say, how'd he do at World Juniors? I don't remember. He was very good in World Juniors. I think he was Russia's leading scorer, I think. Oh, what a good boy. No goals. Well, that's okay. <laughs> well, it fits have... in here then. <laughs> another <laughs> guy who's just going to hey. fit in so well. He's fine because we've got the next guy. He can dish it all. He can stand behind the net and dish it all the way up high to Rubstov, who's just be standing there. Yeah. <laughs> we can go low to high. Just pretend you're a defenseman. That's how you get shots in this organization. All right, gang. Uh, gang. All right, gang. Number 12, someone who, uh, well, Charlie's not here, and he is super high on Wade Allison. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, apparently, the organization is, too. They've kind of been trying to tell him, like, hey, turn pro. And he goes, no, I think I got one more year, uh, which is, I, I get it. Normally, um, this was, where did I have it? All right, we'll just get into it. But Okay. Oh, here it uh, Let's just talk about Wade Allison, and I'll try to remember my point. Uh, he'll be 21 in October, his sophomore season, 15 goals and 15 assists in 22 games for Western Michigan uh, before tearing his ACL in mid-January. Uh, normally, I yell. Here's what I normally I yell: Take the money, stupid! At <laughs> any amateur athlete. Uh, who chooses to go back to school because you're a dummy, take the money. Yeah. Uh, but I can kind of understand his thinking here. He's got some unfinished business. I can I, I can understand it, especially when you know your organization's high on you and you're going to get paid uh, regardless. This is from uh, another write-up from Kyle. Allison enters his junior season after a 30 points in 22-game season, a scoring pace that would have ranked him tied for seventh in Division One point scoring, uh, and his goal scoring pace would have ranked him sixth. Western Michigan went 2-8-1 and one after Allison went down with his injury uh, after they started the year strong 13-7-1. They were swept out uh, by the eventual, eventual national champion Minnesota Duluth in the uh, NCHC quarterfinals after failing to score in back-to-back games. So Allison, it seems like he's just kind of putting that on, on himself. Like the team totally fell apart, and in the playoffs they didn't score like – Ah, I kind of was this team, and I tore my ACL, and then our season. So I get him wanting at least one more year. Take the money, stupid. I, I college understand. is a scam. <laughs> just, college is just, a scam. He's going for free. Come play professional <laughs> sports. You'll still oh, get laid, you I assure just you. just tore your ACL. Yeah. What if that happens again, and it ends your career, and mm-hmm. you never made the NHL because you're too busy fucking around in college? I will. Take uh, the money, stupid. I will say I always did respect Matt Leiner, who went back to USC for one year and took one class, and it was ballroom dancing. And I, he was like, oh, God, I did. I, I love 
loves he's like, that. I ain't gonna be no good anyway. Like he knew, he knew he wasn't gonna be. In any, he's ah, whatever. I'm just gonna go back and be the king of USC one more year. <laughs> yeah. Like if. <laughs> So I understand that, too. But it you, seems like the organization is high on Wade Allison. Usually, I really, really like when athletes comp- complete their education. Like, I think that, that says a lot uh, to future planning. But this is one guy. Wade? Wade. Buddy. Dude. Come and play in the NHL. I had him ranked at number 10. So he broke my top 10. Hmm. He is a shooter. He, the dude shoots the puck. So if we do need some of that, if we've got Vorobiev just hanging out behind the net, dishing the puck to anybody else, we've got Wade Allison who's going to put it in the net. I it's, do like the name Wade. It's great. Yeah. That's a good hockey name. Yeah. It's, it's like fine. Gord Wade, in my opinion. Gord is the best. Gord yeah. is the best name. It's fine. They'll call him Allie, though. Or waiter. 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 Uh, <laughs> Sorry. One th- the thing I liked... I, I don't even remember what I was talking about <laughs> after we went on that. You were talking about... Uh, he shoots the puck. Yeah. I, I Good job, that, Wade. Well, that's great. And Misha I, down low, Wade up high. I will say yeah. the thing I, I decided I liked best about him, I didn't remember what pick we got him with. Uh, Allison was drafted with the second of the two second rounders from the chemo trade uh, with, with the Blackhawks. Oh, that's good. Uh, so this, and this was the conditional one. So if you're ever like, God damn, what did the Blackhawks ever do for me? When Wade, Wade Allison, Allison scoring you 30 goals, that's what them winning three cups chemo did for you. Chemo did that for us. Yeah. <laughs> He's a selfless yeah. and wonderful human being. Yeah, it was Philadelphia will, will receive a second round pick in 2016 if Chicago advances to the 2015 Stanley Cup final with Tiemann playing at least 50% of the Blackhawks playoffs games. And that was converted May 30th, 2015. It happened for us, so that was good. So, considering that it seems like they would make a spot on this team for him if he decided that he wanted one, where do you think he would fit in in the lineup? Do you think he'd be a third line? Fourth line? Probably third line. I would think third, right? Because he's a goal scorer, so you don't really want him all the way buried. Probably. When Simmons leaves. Yeah. That was, I yeah. think the the failure you, to Wayne. move, Goodbye. I think the failure to move Wayne Simmons, or at least maybe look at it aggressively, after Allison was like, yeah, I'm going back to school. Ron went, all right, well, Wayne's going to stay for a little bit. Probably. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, maybe those, and maybe we read too much into that, like, at the draft, as soon as as soon as we heard Braden Shen was traded or two years ago, we went, "Oh well, Oscar Lindblom clearly making the team," and that wasn't it. They just you know wanted yeah. to get two first round picks and knew that Nolan Patrick could play center in the NHL right away. So uh, maybe we read too much into it, but I, I do think one might be a little tied to the other, just looking at where the pieces would fit. Yeah, I had Wayne Wayne Wade at thirteen. Really, yeah. I mean, based mostly on on the fact that the team is clearly so high on him. It's like I mean, it's hard to discount the fact that the GM is like, could you please come play hockey on my team right now? Like, please, I'm asking you next. Not only is he saying that to Wade, but he's saying it to the media. Yeah, yeah, right. Like he's making it very clear that he wants this kid on the team. And I think I think it's important. We talked about this a little last week with with the college players. That you're high on, like a Wade Allison? Hey, yeah, no, because we do have the backlog. Like, a lot of later-round college players that we take, we might be, you know, losing the rights to at some point because they go, when the hell am I going to get to the NHL in this organization? If they ever are what we think they are, they're going to be rolling four pretty good lines. When am I getting to the NHL? Wade Allison, a second-round pick, who has all of a sudden this great goal-scoring ability. Hextall's going, yo, don't leave. You know, we got a spot for you. We have a spot for you. So... 
at, if it's even if it's just window dressing, I like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think where I landed with Allison in, in terms of he was number eleven on my list. Um, just in terms of him going back to school, going pro, whatever. The fact that he's recovering from an ACL, you know, being a PT, drop that in there. Um, <laughs> you know, typical ACL repair is about nine months, give or take. So nine months would put him from January, September, right? So to go from missing half of your college year to now turning pro, playing in the NHL off of a torn ACL, I mean, we know we've, we've seen that with, like, Ghost, right? Um not an easy thing to do so i think if you go back to college be familiar with what you're at um you know try to win a national championship which wmu is supposed to be pretty good this year from everything that i've seen um so i think it's a good decision for him ultimately um so I, development wise you know organizationally with no real spot in the top nine form i think it's a good move do you think that he'll be able to keep his speed after the acl repair um, I mean, from what I remember, I'm not sure he had much speed to begin with. Am I making that up? Um, I'm making up that he, he was quick. Maybe he'll be faster. No. <laughs> maybe this will fix him. Yeah, maybe tighten it'll be up, like the... Tighten the, up the rubber bands. Maybe it'll be like Everything the, uh, moves a little faster. The Drew Brees shoulder surgery where all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden he could throw the ball 70 yards and he couldn't before. I'm that good. I'm, I'm making up that he was yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, right. but I mean, I don't think it'll affect his skating all that much as long as he does what he's supposed to do in his rehab. Do your PT. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. It Come is. on down to Dr. <laughs> Jake's is. PT. Be a standstill stand shooter. It just seems so much easier than doing all that skating. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, number 11. Now we're getting into, uh, you know, some guys who actually played a little for the for the big club. Robert Haig. Uh, I can't believe I actually had him higher than ever. I had him at nine. Oh. Which I just. What? I, He's an NHL player. I how guess. good of an NHL player? I don't know. Not we'll great. see. We'll see how he... We'll see. I don't know. Maybe this was just a rookie year that he can build on, or maybe he'll be this good, and that's it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I had him at nine because he did play 70 games in the NHL, which is a lot more than most of the world. Yeah. I, I actually had him at 11, um, and I thought that I was high on him, but thank you for being in Robert Haig's corner. Yeah, I'm oh. at 10. Um Oh, good. Where'd you have him? 17. Okay. Oh, yes. Well, here we go. I knew that there was going to be a hater somewhere. I am here for it. I'm ready. I'm ready to have this fight, Jake. So I agree with Bill completely. I know that he's an NHL player. The guy can keep up. I don't know about a lot of the other dudes on this list, but I know that Robert Haig is an NHL player. Um, I also... I've got this thing and, and it's I've got no confirmation, but I have this thing where I believe that a lot of what people don't like about his style of play is coached into him by Hackstall. Now, that could be my anti Hackstall bias. What? Which I, I think is absurd that anybody would think I have anti Hackstall bias. You're very impartial. <laughs> but- I just I just know that at one point when Ron Hextall first took over as the general manager he said, off the glass and out is not the way we want to be clearing the zone. You know, that's your mm-hmm. last, that should be your last option. That is your, okay, we're just going to punt. Like, you need to be able to skate with the puck. You need to be able to pass the puck. And those are things Robert Haig didn't do a ton. I don't know if he's not good at it. He just didn't do it. Right. So maybe he'll take a big step forward and have some confidence in himself to do it this year. And if he does, I will think much more highly of him. And that's, right, right ahead, now, sorry. I just, 
they only have so many of these top 25s, actually in, top 25, under 25s in the league. He's in the league. That's why I have him as high as Yeah, and that's the difference between him and Andrew McDonald is that we know Andrew McDonald is not good at a handful of things. We don't know with Robert Haig. We just know that he doesn't do them or didn't this year. Yeah, I think my biggest problem with Haig, and this is kind of you know, with Steph's bias. Um, it, it comes down to usage, number one. Sure. I think he's too heavily relied on by the coaching staff, given his skill set. And also, I think that I got a little burnt out on the amount of praise that he was receiving for giving hits and blocking shots. <laughs> and we know that both of those things aren't actually that good if you're trying to play good defense in the NHL. That's 45.65, courtsy four percentage last season. That was, you know seventh among the seven main defensemen that they used last year actually had a pretty decent goals for percentage so he kind of had that luck that travis sanheim didn't have and i i asked charlie i think it was charlie like we were talking about haig earlier right around the time he signed his contract i said what does haig do better than someone else and he said i think he suppresses high danger chances better than anyone well 47.29 high danger chance for percentage, which was seventh among the main defensemen. His points per game number was uh, only ahead of Alt, Oduya, and Moran and O'Neal in terms of the defensemen. So he really, he scored less than freaking, uh, now I'm blanking. (laughs) Radko Gudis Gudis and Andrew McDonald. Like, so he didn't really score. I just... I mean, I, I want to believe in the kid because I see something in him, but I mm. feel like that's kind of what we've been hearing about him. Coaches get frustrated with him because they go, you're better than this. Do more. And he doesn't. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. But this coach loves him. Well, yeah, but that's he also likes yeah. Andrew McDonald. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, Char- I, I'm pretty I don't want to put words in Charlie's mouth, but I'm pretty sure I'm quoting him correctly. He said several times last season that Robert Haig was getting all of the luck as far as goal based metri- metrics and Travis Sanheim was getting none of it. Yeah. And if at any point that evened out over the course of the season, maybe we would have seen more Travis Sanheim and less Robert Haig. But since the coaching staff relies almost completely on goal based me- metrics, can't talk tonight, goal based metrics, we see all of the Robert Haig and none of the Travis Sanheim, which is annoying. Why do you hate Robert Haig? I want to (laughs) know. So I don't hate Robert Haig. I think he's just a very specific type of player, and I don't know if I see the same upside. I mean, the way I do my rankings basically is I go on upside. So the way my rankings fall out, they tend to be younger players towards the top because Mm -hmm. they have more room to go. Um, So when I look at Haig as a guy i don't think he's really even scored at a high level since he was like no. 16 yeah so it's it's been a while since he's even produced at a level relative to his age um that's concerning now now if he's put with somebody that can push the puck up the ice and be that offensive catalyst and he can just be the guy who suppresses high danger shots he can be successful at what he does it doesn't mean he can't be a good nhl player um it's just I think there's 16 guys that are ahead of him that have a little bit more potential to do more. So I give him a lot of leeway for his, the things that people get upset about. And I can't remember exactly what you said that made me want to say this. Um, 
but it, it's a lot of it has to do with his pairings. So when he was paired with Ghost, I don't want him carrying the puck out of the zone. I want Ghost doing it. And I think that that has, has given me maybe a blind spot for some of his lapses because of the, the guys that he's been paired with. Certainly. And to your usage point, only Andrew McDonald started a greater percentage of his shifts in the D zone. So, like, the Flyers are using him in a specific role. Uh, but even when paired with Ghost, you need to be able to use your partner some. Ghost needs to be able to give it and then get it right back. And I I don't know if I've even seen that out of Robert Haig. And, uh, you know, even when he's with Provorov, he still should be the main puck carrier, Ghost. But he can use that. He can use that, you know, safety valve. Go to your partner, get it back, and then open, open up yourself some skating room. Haig needs to be able to at least do that if he's going to be the other guy on a D pair. Yeah, to be fair, to Steph's point, I to think be fair. a lot of it <laughs> was true in terms of him getting coached to be that oh. guy, to put it off the glass and just go, and almost to a point where he looked like he was scared to do anything else. <laughs> like, he just the, didn't want to do anything else. I have the puck, okay, it's a grenade, let me get rid of it. Yeah. Like, the Dave Haxtall. Uh, yeah. And Grossman imagine Dave Haxtall coaching when you look to at, do the worst thing. When you look at, oh, man, well, if he's sitting freaking ghost and connect me last year, I'm going to do exactly what he tells me to do because right. I am what nowhere near as good as that. Oh, no. I believe – that's why I – We'll give him some leeway. I had him at nine. I think he has some room to grow. I just need to see it. I believe there's a really good chance this is as good as he'll ever be. And if he's a six, it's okay. It's fine. I just need him to be better if I'm going to continue to move him up in these rankings. That's fair. Yeah. And I'm okay with him being a six. That's okay. Second round pick. It's fine. Anything after NHL, the first. He's a solid NHL player. It's fine. If you get something out of anybody that you took after the first round, it's it's better than most picks That's fine. like a uh, second round pick he plays in the nhl cool i'll take it yeah number 10 i'm gonna call him joel frisbee joel frisbee <laughs> joel farabee i just i like anyone named joel is now joel in this city i think I frisbee think just, uh we were all pretty excited when he was drafted when we were at the draft party <laughs> uh it was it, steph loves just calling him frisbee i, I don't really know too. uh <laughs> Frank him top 10 just based on yeah. his name alone. I think 10 because he was a decently high pick is a pretty good spot for him yeah. considering yeah. we don't know that much about him yet. I had him at 12. I actually had him right below Robert Haig in between in between Robert Haig and Isaac Ratcliffe is where I had uh, Farabee. Um, and this is one that I have just based on upside. Uh, and I don't have a whole lot of rankings that I do that way. But, you know. He was just drafted. Um, and he, he fits a role that we don't have. Right. Goal-scoring winger. Weird. something we need, and he, he fits a, an organizational hole. Like, yeah, Wade Allison and guys like that, but this is a first-round goal-scoring winger. And he is, is one of these high hockey IQ guys that Hextall loves. Um, I, I, I'm actually thrilled that he fell to us. I'm I'm really happy that some of the other teams ahead of us made questionable choices. I'm I'm really glad that he fell to us. Um, I need to see what he does this year against collegiate competition. There was a question in his write up on Broad Street Hockey right now today. Would you rather Morgan Frost or Joel Farabee on your team? And I mean, the answer for me is Morgan Frost. 
because I don't know. I, I need to see Farabee against competition that isn't the USHL. And I'll always take a center over a winger. That's just... I mean, unless you're telling me he's Alex Ovechkin, I'll take a center over a winger. Or he also, he's got a lot of physical maturing to do. He is very skinny, for for lack of a better term. Like, he needs to bulk up. No body shaming here. No, I don't. For an (laughs) NHL player, you you don't have a hockey butt, Joel Farabee. I'm sorry. You need to bulk up. You got to have those glutes. And he, he, he just needs to bulk up. So there needs to be... You know, some some physical maturing there, but I, I'm super excited about Farabee. Yeah, I had him at 21, um, and this sort of, I mean, so this, 21. I know. So this goes back to the the thing that we talked about with Jay O'Brien last week. Like, like Jake, I tend to, as part of my amorphous ranking metric, I do rank potential when i think that there's potential i do tend to factor that in pretty high um higher than most people but i feel like these kids that are just drafted like in the winter i'll probably have him higher but like i feel like when these kids are just drafted i need to see a little bit of something before i can decide like i have more faith in you than i do Vorobiev. Like it's it's not that I think Vorobiev's going to be a better player than him in the long run, probably not. But I need to see something before I can throw you up yeah, high. In I, I, and we've we've talked about this before uh, when we talked about you know how people are suddenly excited over Jay O'Brien, most of whom you know have only seen the guy play in that summer yeah. showcase that just went on, where like <laughs> or, or that one, yeah, YouTube that one video. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's a lot of just faith in Ron Hextall. So, like, okay, this was Ron Hextall first round pick. Chances are it's going to work out because we like Ron Hextall. Yeah, I, I think with At a lot of draft purposes, a lot of the <laughs> other first round picks are, are, you know, we've been able to see in the CHL. Right. Yeah. yeah. We haven't been with these two with Farabee and O'Brien. So I think that a lot of people are a, a little more skeptical when you're not able to see them play against competition that we're at least familiar with, yeah. which is CHL level competition. I can't believe how little of this outline we got done tonight. I knew that it was going to go this way, but I didn't want to. We're to chatty cats. We don't have Charlie to move us along. I, I wanted to yell about that stupid wish article. No, but we can get to we it, can it next week. Next or we can let do Jake it. talk about Faraby. Yeah, Jake, say something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I liked Faraby a lot. Um, Where did you have him? I honestly don't remember. Oh, God, you're supposed to have your rankings up, Jake. That's going to cut you. (laughs) That's okay. It was somewhere in the top ten. Probably eight or nine. Yeah, I like him a lot. I mean, like Steph said, he's skinny. He's got a bulk up. He doesn't have the thickness that Jay O'Brien does. Jay O'Brien does. He's got a little bit of that thickness. He does. But the good thing about him is he's a shoot-first player, and uh, the Flyers definitely don't have a lot of those kind of guys. They're starting to accumulate them in the system, but they don't have a lot of them at the pro level. So it's nice to see them kind of go that direction. And I just I don't think there's a lot of things that he can't do. It seems like he's a very well-rounded player. Like there isn't something you would point to and say, yeah, he's terrible at that. Um, outside of maybe his weight, which is very easy to fix. So I, I see him as willing. A, I'm willing to donate up to a hundred pounds to all these guys. <laughs> like if Frost wants, if Frost wants a couple pounds, Faraby wants a couple pounds. Like you got it. It's all yours. Anything for my team. Yeah, anything for they're, the Flyers. They're about to go get their freshman fifteen on. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's all water weight. Water. 
God. You know how I talk. I know. All right. Uh, wow, we're like out of time. Well, uh, let's do our spoiler for tomorrow. Our spoiler. spoiler. Spoiler for tomorrow. Number nine is Scott Lawton. Ooh. Wow. All right. I mean, yeah, again, guy who's in the NHL. So we'll, we, we'll dissect that yeah, one next week. But, we will. But he is our number nine. That's our spoiler um, for tomorrow morning. Real fast. NHL Network top 20 wingers. Giroux at seven and Voracek at 16. Yeah. So like Steph told me before the show, stop disrespecting Jake Voracek. <laughs> no, and my, like, I, I get frustrated watching Voracek, but this is who he is. He's a top 20 winger. Absolutely. Uh, no matter what you think of his game, you can't argue with his production. Uh, but there are guys better than him. Sure. But not that many. You know, to if you're going to if you want to replace Jake Voracek, like, yeah, sure, trade him for a defenseman or some other need. I get it. But if you want to upgrade from Jake Voracek, there's, like, maybe 18 guys who are better than Uh, him in his position. Maybe. No, I'm just like, if you want to be on par or better than Jake Voracek, it would be It's a very short list. Yeah, it's It's a a short short list. list. But he can be frustrating. I agree that sometimes he's frustrating to watch. We underrate Jake Voracek, and we need to do better. That's uh, 15th among all forwards in total points. Uh, last year and is 390 points since 2012-13. Also 15th uh, among all forwards since then. So That's not bad, he, folks. He's a he, top 15 in forward scoring over the last four or five seasons. So that is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, wherever you listen to us, rate us. Give us those five stars or whatever they do. And Thumbs make up. sure that you are subscribed so you're getting our new episodes. And if you have any trouble... Email me, StephFeliciousD at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah! Who's gonna score hockey goals? Our team! No one does more hockey than our boys. The Flyers! Broadstreet Hockey Radio! Turn the shit up, you motherfucker! Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.